Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday, March 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us here. Another day, another day of postponements here in the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, so there's predicted inclement weather coming through around uh, 6, 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour tonight. So, uh, Colin... Games that we were supposed to broadcast last night was pushed to tonight. Now it's been pushed back again. Yep. So uh, the Martinsburg Muscleman softball game has now been postponed to April 6th, which means our first softball broadcast for the year will uh, be tomorrow, which was supposed to be the second game. We'll have Martinsburg against Spring Mills. Uh, The weather should be fine tomorrow, so hopefully you don't have to worry about any other uh, postponements, hopefully. Um, but with the rain in the forecast tonight, rain all day yesterday, field conditions there at Musselman are not the uh, best right now. So got to just play it safe and uh, move on. Were you looking forward to some softball action? I, I was. It was going to be a, uh interesting game. I still think tomorrow's game is going to be competitive. Uh, Spring Mills, Martinsburg right now, both, unfortunately for them, uh, struggling this season. But... Still should be a competitive one and going to now start prepping for that. Yeah, and uh, that'll be our first softball broadcast of the season. Uh, we will most likely broadcast that game April 6th. That was supposed to be tonight, supposed to be yesterday. That's uh, back in the schedule for April 6th. So before I publish our schedule, Avery, can you go update that? Update Later today? the schedule that I the the graphic I mean yeah yeah I can do that so then it's on there as April sixth all right yes uh, but done. yeah so later today we'll be posting our broadcast schedule graphic updated on our Facebook pages and all of our social media as well um, for those wondering what games we are doing I know we've had a lot of people reach out in the last week or so asking us what games we're doing throughout the season because uh, that definitely helps some people that. Uh, can make plans that if they you know can't make it to a game or if they are between going to two games then they know that they can watch one on tv 10 and wr and rtv on youtube nothing nothing from the from the guys here uh we got a lot to talk about today not really but <laughs> we've got a bunch to talk about today we're going to venture into some new topics i guess venturing into soccer today apparently that's true yeah, yeah. we're going to attempt it attempt some soccer uh but let's talk about uh i don't even know what to talk about at this point you only gave me one topic so i guess we'll talk about glenville state in the division two championship for this that's really the only local not really even local but just their team from west virginia they're you know they played shepherd in the ncaa tournament so i figured you know hey they're in the national championship that'd be something cool to talk about right how many Shepherd. West Virginia teams get to play for a national championship? Hmm? Uh, well, I know one soccer. did in soccer uh-huh. about two years ago. Oh, That's what I'm saying. It's not that ago. many, though. Now you care about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say was that Shepherd's, or Shepherd played the most um, 
competitive game against Glenville State this year that we've seen in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, just a few plays here and there, and maybe Shepard could have been playing for the national championship. Obviously, that would have changed the matchups for the other teams as well. But it is pretty noteworthy and, and shows how talented uh, this group on the Shepard women's basketball team was when it played at a high level this season. Um, and you know, seeing a West Virginia team make it this far is pretty cool. There was three West Virginia teams in the tournament um, on the women's basketball side of things. So I think it shows, too, you know, maybe the popularity of women's basketball and girls' basketball in the state uh, can grow a little bit because, obviously, these Division II programs are putting together some talented teams. Um, you know, the other programs – uh, Division One really didn't have that great of seasons. Marshall got off to a good start and then kind of fell apart late, and I don't think WVU ever was really that great this season on the women's side of things. But at the Division Two level, you had three programs that were pretty successful and uh, pretty competitive. And I saw online when uh, I think it was Rick Kozlowski tweeted out the uh, fact that Glenville State made it to the uh, – national championship somebody brought up a interesting question that i wanted to post to you guys as well and it's uh since shepherd was the most competitive it seems like at least score wise against glenville state is the region system in what they have there for the division two level kind of flawed because i think it's what eight regions then they get down to the uh final four yes in division one they call it regions but they don't really go off of that region for where the teams are like looking for example in the sweet 16 right now you got michigan villanova taking on each other tonight in the south region right nobody says that michigan and villanova are teams from the south they name the regions based on where the regional finals are played i I know but that's the point that i'm trying to make like i think it has to do the division two schools really be a region I think travel costs is a big reason for that. So, you know, you can make the argument that maybe overall in the country, Shepard would have been a higher seed if that's how they did things, not based on region ranking, and maybe Shepard would have made it further in the tournament. But I think the the cost is a big reason for that. Travel costs, I would presume, is why they do it so differently. Um, but Doesn't the NCAA pay for some? I don't know. I, don't I could know be how wrong much money for they get Division One because I know St. Peter's, they needed help for the cheerleaders getting yeah. a trip to uh, their games. So I don't know how much the NCAA actually does, but they should be able to funnel it. They're a billion-dollar corporation. Yeah. I would think, too, though, you got to consider, like, Division Two women's basketball tournament. I don't know how much money that even makes the NCAA. Probably yeah, that, that's a very great much, question. Yeah. Also... I was looking at that, trying to figure out that tweet that you were talking about. Uh, Two happy birthdays to wish today. One to my mom, happy birthday, celebrated you last night. Also, Rick Kozlowski's birthday as well. I pulled up his Twitter, and it showed me the balloons. So, happy birthday, Rick, if you're tuned in. If not, happy birthday anyway. I was about to say, you're going to take it back. Just <laughs> no, it's not, I, 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 that's just kind of came out. But it is his birthday. So it was take it back cool. from your mom if she's not tuned in? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, when I opened up his Twitter, the balloons were there, and I was like, "Oh, it's his birthday!" I wanted to jump in on you, but I let you finish your statement there. Good. I, I don't Good. know. Thank you, uh, Nick. How's your bracket? You want, 
But we My couldn't find it. Division, it's gone. <laughs> I've, I've lost it. I know I had Glenville State. That's Grand what Valley. you were looking for over there. Yes, I've lost it. Uh, but I know I had Glenville and, and Grand Valley in the championship. So. And they're still alive, right? Yes, yeah. I believe. Well, Glenville's still alive. Glenville knocked out Grand Valley. Oh, I thought, so. okay. Wait, how did you have them? How did you have Grand Valley? Because they, oh, they, they recede in the league. was wrong about I predicted how it would go down, and obviously oh. I was wrong. Well, here you go. Hey, you got two teams, though. Two teams that were, you know. Good. In the, yeah, you, you were right. The Chestnut Hill pick was a little... That was a little out of there. A little, out a little of rough. They Look, lost yeah. in the first round. but They're Philly school. I figured they had good girls from Philly that knew how to play basketball, but apparently not. Speaking of women's basketball, we didn't talk about this on the show, did we, yesterday? Abby Beeman? Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, we did. I couldn't remember. Yeah. We yeah. talked about her All-American. Yeah. She's now the coach's All-American team. Uh, totally forgot if we talked about that yesterday. Because that came in, what, yesterday morning? Right yeah. before the show. That's what it was. Now I remember. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glenville stayed in the uh, national championship for Division Two women's basketball, which I don't last think that game. When is the game? Seventy-seven to fifty-three. When, when is it? I'm assuming it's tomorrow. Yes, I think it's tomorrow. It's on CBS Sports Network. Ooh, so you can you can watch it if you got that. Wait, how's it on? Or don't they broadcast? Oh no, they're they'll be on TBS, CBS, TNT, yeah. uh, True TV potentially. Those are where those games are. I couldn't remember where the... Uh, Sweet 16 ones is the ones that you're talking Elite about. Elite 8. No. Well, tomorrow will still be Sweet oh, yeah. 16. Duh. Yeah. This weekend will be the Elite 8. Yeah, that's what I... For some reason, today in my head is Friday. I don't know why. I no, if it's Thursday, All the days are just playing together at this point. They, you know? they really are. Uh, tournament finals are, are they, set. Though? Let's see. Yeah, that's why I just said it. <laughs> but what if you're wrong? It is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Western Washington... The five seed versus number three Glenville State on CBS Sports Network uh, should be a good ball game there. Um, but uh, good luck. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Glenville's going to going to take control of that game. They're really good. They are good, and it just shows you how good of a team Shepherd had. This Which year. is kind of shocking that when they were reseeded, they were only a three seed. Glenville was. I think it was reseeded. because they. Thought that they were struggling, I guess, in the games. Maybe that Shepard one is what kind of bumped them down. Never know. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, Colin will talk a little soccer. Nick's going to help. Nick as well, U.S.-Mexico preview, and then uh, we'll get hit some college hoops in there, Sweet 16 pick em, apparently. Um, I was busy around the office this morning doing some other stuff. Didn't know that that's what was we're doing on the show today. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located.
located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. WBU Medicine is pleased to introduce seven new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Tiffany Morton, Endocrinology. Dr. Zungithan Perrin-Panathan, Family Medicine. Dr. Hamath Pillai, Hospitalist. Dr. Lauren Rover, Pediatrics. Dr. Ahmed Samore, Hospitalist. Doctor of Nursing Practice, Kelly Shothias, Urgent Care. And Dr. Levi Stevens, ENT. WBU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV 10 Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page as well as the WRNR underscore Sports Mix Twitter page as well. Uh, Washington Nationals baseball vastly, vastly approaching very fast. Opening day is set for April 7th. Uh, Just kind of knocked out or nailed out some details here uh i'll be going along with somebody else we have yet to decide who the second person is uh to the nationals what's new at the ballpark media tour on april 6th uh so you won't necessarily hear me to start the show i'll probably call in and talk about some things that i learned there because it's during the show uh but that'll be a cool opportunity uh whether whoever gets to come with me it's the same day as the uh, softball game that was just uh, yeah. It's seven p.m. So. It's a I know, it's but eleven a.m. thing. It's only an hour and a half to two hours away. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. But now, uh, let's apparently, talk some soccer. USA Mexico in action tonight. Is this like a? I'm not a big soccer I think guy. This is a World Cup qualifier. Yeah, it's the final. So it's not a friendly. It's like it's like a legit like like this legit matters. Yes. If the United States wins, they're back in the World Cup for the first time since 2014. So it is a very important Is this men's soccer? Yes, Yes. men's soccer. If it is women's, they're always in the World Cup. That's true. uh, And also, it's USA-Mexico, which is a huge rivalry. It is in Mexico, uh, which is a tough place for the United States to win. How do you watch it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on CBS Sports tonight. Yeah, CBS or Fox, something like that. All right, you can watch it. Oh, here it is. CBS Sports Network or Same Paramount Same one that Glenville State's about to be on. Uh, 10 p.m. tonight. I don't know. World Cup qualifiers <laughs> in Mexico versus best, USA but, final you know, round. Just saying. 
Both teams uh, behind Canada, both teams have a record of 6-3-2. and two. Yeah, it's the final three games here for qualifications, and top three, I think, automatically qualify. The fourth one would have to play in a play-in game, and the United States is in the spot right now to uh, automatically qualify. So a win against Mexico would basically uh, seal the deal for the United States uh, because Panama is at 17 right now, and uh, Costa Rica is at 16 points in the uh, table. But as Nick said, Playing down in Mexico there at Azteca is a pretty big task for any team, let alone the United States, to uh, get a win. The crowd's usually uh, pretty rude to opposing um, teams, but it's USA-Mexico. USA has uh, been doing pretty well as of late compared to what you've uh, seen the past couple years. They got a lot of young talent that are playing around the uh, – World, So I'm really hoping that they can uh, get some points. Draw would be acceptable. A win would be awesome tonight. And then the final two qualification games at home should be able to uh, get the United States back into the World Cup. And even if you're not a soccer fan, you still try to follow because it's the United States. Yeah, this is a young team, like you said, Colin. I mean, most of the team is under 28 years old. Uh they have two guys above 28 and uh, a 32-year-old and a 29-year-old. So, I mean, it's a, it's a young team. It's a young core that they're trying to build up, and it's very important for them to get this World Cup experience uh, if United States men's soccer is going to um, eventually be a contender. I don't think they'd be a contender right now, but it, it, it's still cool to see. And when they were last in the World Cup, it was an exciting time. Uh, they made a little bit of a run and had some success and that was with an older veteran team now they actually have some young talent like you said that's playing internationally playing in the premier league and stuff like that um so i think there is a bright future for the usa men's soccer team but this would be the uh big win that would i think do something for the program and and continue to help popularize the sport in uh the united states yeah, you got guys like Christian Pulisic. He's the uh, top headline guy right now, the face of the United States men's national team. He's playing for Chelsea there in the Premier League in England, who just won the uh, Champions League. He's doing really well. You got guys uh, here, Jordan Morris, who's in the uh, MLS, I still believe, a very young star up front. But guy that uh, you really were questioning because – as a kid even if you didn't follow you knew who tim howard was one of the greatest goalkeepers ever and from the united states as well but now you got a guy zach Steffen, who's 26 years old playing for manchester city in the premier league and he's a young talent that uh is really doing pretty well for the united states in between the posts and kind of like if you want to compare football with the quarterback you need a guy to be able to make sure the other team doesn't score well, I'm trying to compare the, uh, I guess, leadership maybe. Right. I was not, just going to say really. comparing football to football there, Colin. Yeah, depending on where you are. I yeah. like to still call it soccer since we're United States just to, you know, get yeah. under other people's skin. It is, though, you know, surprising, I think, always that the United States has been so behind in men's soccer compared to the rest of the world. I mean, 
while I know it's not super popular here, it is growing. And this is the United States. Like, we have some of the best athletes in the world. You'd think the men's soccer team would be relevant. And they're starting to get there, which is a good thing to see. So they play Mexico tonight there at 10. And then on Sunday night, it will be a game against Panama. And then Wednesday will be the uh, last one against Costa Rica. So it's three challenging opponents. And if the United States can... uh, Get some wins. You'll get to see them come uh, November in the World Cup. Been how many years since they've been in the World Cup? 2014 is the last time. So eight years. Yes. Eight years ago, last time United States in the World Cup. Let's uh, turn our attention to NCAA March Madness. Uh, we'll do some pick-ems. Uh, if you guys want to open your tournament challenge app, you can do, uh, if you go... Where is it? If you go to the right for more games, you can do TC Second Chance. We can all do a second chance. Okay. And we can do the pickums live right here with the rest for for the rest of the bracket. Sounds uh, good. You guys get that up yet? Yeah. Uh, I have it up right I'm here. I'm working on it. All right. We'll start with the first matchup, Gonzaga versus Arkansas tonight, 7.09 p.m. CBS. We'll have all this coverage for you right here from Westwood One on Talk Radio WRNR beginning either at 6.30 or 7 off the double check. Gonzaga favored by 9.5. I got Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga as well. I think it'll be a uh, closer game than the spread. I feel like Arkansas has been playing pretty well, but I think Gonzaga is going to be able to squeak it out like they have been this tournament. All right, next game, 7.29 p.m. tonight. You're not going to let them I, go? Oh, I guess sorry. We still got two make people in the room. Sorry, I forgot. Wow. I forgot. Uh, Gonzaga wins, but like Colin said, it will be closer than the uh, the spread there. I think Arkansas covers if you're looking for a, a bet tonight. Yeah, I'll go with the Zags as well. Again, they've played two uh, pretty closely contested games through the first two rounds of the tournament. The first round against Georgia State was closer than it probably should have been. And they barely squeaked out a win over Memphis in the round of 32. So the Zags are kind of on the ropes right now. They've got to play a really good game to knock out this Arkansas team. So I'm going to pick them, but it's it's going to be close. All right, next matchup, we'll move down to uh, the south region there that we were in the west region. Now to the south region, number 11 Michigan against number 2 Villanova, 729 p.m. TBS. Uh, from AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Villanova favored by five. I've got Villanova in this ballgame. i got Villanova as well. I said it yesterday. I was going back and forth at first because I wanted Michigan as an underdog, but bracket-wise, going with Villanova. This is a uh, veteran Villanova team led by Connor Gillespie. Um, I think they win the game. Again, I think it's pretty close. Michigan's got a solid... Uh, one-two punch and Eli Brooks and Hunter Dickinson down low, but um, I don't know if it'll be enough to beat Villanova. I have Villanova in my final four, so I'm going to keep rolling with the Wildcats. I think I'm also going to pick Villanova in this one just because you know this has been a, a staple of Villanova basketball since Jay Wright has been the coach there. They've they just play really sound fundamental basketball. They shoot the ball well. They're really good at the free throw line. They just they. They do all the little things right, and that a team that plays like that is really, really tough to beat when it comes to the tournament. And Michigan, for all the talent they have, they also have a lot of faults. And, of course, there's a lot of discussion before the tournament if they should have even been selected. So I think they're, you know, they've had a little run here. They've, they've gotten a couple good wins, but I think their run ends against Villanova this week. 
All right, then the next one will move uh, back, or excuse me, yeah, we'll stay, or we'll move back to the West Region, number three, Texas Tech, number two, Duke. Winner would play the winner of Gonzaga, Arkansas in the Elite Eight. Uh, TCU favored by one. That's from the Chase Center there in San Francisco. TCU? T- not TCU, Texas Tech, excuse me. Texas Tech. TCU was eliminated. Well, yeah, you, but it's usually like t- I've never really seen Texas Tech University labeled like TTU. So I was getting TCU confused in my head because that's, that's how I see it. Um, who you guys got? Because this is an interesting one. I think I've got Texas Tech with the kind of upset and ending uh, Coach K's coaching career. Colin? I got Duke. I, I like the uh, Blue Devils this year. I feel like. Uh, the only time that Coach K will say it's over is uh, come Final Four time. I think his team's ready to go against uh, the Red Raiders. They're a great team defensively, but I think Duke will uh, be able to hunker down defensively as well and outscore uh, Texas Tech because that's where Texas Tech struggles. I think Texas Tech gets this win. It was the toughest one for me to pick in my bracket. Uh, I think out of all the potential matchups, just because it's a 3-2, it's two really evenly matched teams. Texas Tech has a little bit more experience. Uh, It's a young Duke team. Duke has kind of struggled with some of the upper teams that they've played as of late. North Carolina obviously knocked them off. Uh, Michigan State was very close last game. I think Texas Tech gets this win, but it's going to be very close. It's going to be a great game. This is a tough one. I I don't really I'm not really leaning either way right now because I think there are reasons for why you can pick both of these teams but also pick against both of them. So I'm just going to try and give myself some points here and then by the end of my talking points I'll have someone picked. So I'll say quickly that Texas Tech struggled with Notre Dame in yeah. the round of 32. But they were able to pull away late. You know, they've got some finishers on that team, so that's a good thing to see. But offensively, they're just they're lacking. They're they're pretty far behind their defense. You know, they've got one of the best defenses in the country, but their offense can't really keep up. You know, and against a team like Duke, which has Paulo Banchero, which has Trevor Keels, Jeremy Roach, one of the best offensive teams in the country. I don't know. I mean, is Texas Tech really going to be able to slow down each one of those guys? AJ Griffin too is another name. So. I was kind of coming into this, I was thinking Texas Tech, but the more I'm talking about it, I think I'm going to go with Duke now. Because I don't think Texas Tech has the offense to keep up with Duke if their defense can't slow them down. All right, there you go. Uh, final game of ten, or excuse me, that game is 9:39 on CBS, uh, the West Region there, Sweet 16. The final game tonight, 9:59 p.m. TBS uh, from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, the other South Regional game, number five, Houston against number one, Arizona. Arizona favored by one and a half. I'm going to go Arizona here. I'm going Houston. I, I like uh, how they've been this year. I was questioning it in my head for a little bit here while we've been talking about the other games, but I feel like uh, Arizona is another one seed that I uh, – other than Baylor, who's already been eliminated, is going to be the next one to fall because they've been uh, struggling, and that's why I'm going with Houston. Yeah, this this is a tough one, too. I think Houston has that win over Illinois relatively easily in the last round earlier in the season. Uh, Arizona beat Illinois by four. Arizona's a good team. I mean, they're 31-3. and 
but I kind of think the Pac-12 is a little bit overrated. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Houston, but I could see it going either way. I like Houston in the upset, though. I like Houston as well. I think the, the, the Cougars were very underrated as a team this year. They only came into the tournament as a five seed. To me, they should have been a three or two seed. They were you know, offensively and defensively. They were one of the most efficient teams in the country this year. So I thought their five-seed ranking was a little low. And to your point, Nick, I agree. I think Arizona uh, played a pretty easy Pac-12 schedule. They didn't have very convincing wins in their first two wins of the tournament. So I I like Houston. I like Houston to pull the upset. All right. Uh, We'll do all the Final Four matchups together. Uh, Let's move to Friday to the other side of the Sweet 16 bracket. Uh, we'll start now, 7.09 p.m. CBS from Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The East Region Sweet 16 matchup, number 15, St. Peter's against number three, Purdue. Purdue favored by 12.5. St. Peter's big dogs in this one as the Cinderella story in this year's tournament. Um, I'm still undecided, but I think Purdue will get the win and then St. Peter's Cinderella run. Yeah, I, I always love Cinderella's, but Cinderella stories tend to always die in the Sweet 16. So I'm going to go with uh, Purdue. They're the better team, and bracket-wise, got to play it safe. Even though I like cheering on St. Peter's, it's a fun team that uh, has been really fun to watch here the past couple games. They are on the map now nationally, but Purdue... BPI-wise, a top-10 team in the nation. Got to go with the Boilermakers. Yeah, I'm going to go Purdue as well. Uh, they have a big size advantage down low. St. Peter's has you know, the big win over Kentucky, but really I don't think the Murray State game was as big of an upset. It's two mid-major programs going at it. Um, so Purdue is a better team, I think, obviously. And St. Peter's, they've had some great success. I think they cover that 12 and a half. But I'm going to go with the Boilermakers to win it. I'm also going to go with Purdue here. Uh, I think they just have too much offensive firepower for St. Peter's to slow down. You know, St. Peter's got the win over Kentucky, of course. They beat Murray State. Two really good teams. But, you know, Purdue has so much size, as you mentioned, Nick. They've got Zach Eady and Travion Williams down low that command the paint. They get a lot of offensive rebounds. They've got a great inside-outside game as well because you got Jaden Ivey and Eric Hunter who can shoot threes and attack the basket. So there's just they've got no weaknesses offensively. And for a team like St. Peter's, you can only keep up with a team like that for so long, you know. So I think the magic is unfortunately going to end in this round. But St. Peter's has had a great season so far, and it's up to them really to see if they can keep it going. All right, now let's move to the next matchup: 7:29 p.m. TBS tomorrow night. From the United Center in Chicago, number four, Providence against number one, Kansas. They're in the Midwest region. Uh, Kansas favored by seven and a half. Uh, I think that seven and a half is enough for me to pick Kansas. Kansas was my original national champion. That's who I'm going with. I like the uh, Jayhawks. I've followed them a good bit this year since it's my mom's team. And I think it's finally time for them to uh, become national champions as well. Yeah, Bill Self with, does well. I'm going with Kansas as well, but I think Providence has been the team that has surprised a lot of people in this tournament. Everybody had them up, getting upset. Uh, 
they didn't really like them, and, and they're in the Sweet 16, so I think they'll give Kansas some issues. But I do think the Jayhawks win it uh, in a close one again. Uh, Kansas hasn't looked super great in the tournament, but I think they win it in a yeah. close one. Yeah, Kansas barely squeaked by Creighton in the round of 32. Only a seven-point win for them. A couple times during that game, uh, you know, they really could have lost it, but they they pulled away in the end and, and won it. So I, I think coming into this game, Kansas and Providence are really coming in as, you know, two different teams because you've got Providence that just had a blowout victory over Richmond in their round of 32 game, and you had Kansas who really had to fight and scrap to beat a nine seed in Creighton. So two teams kind of coming into this game on opposite trends here, really. Um, but with that said, I still think that Kansas is the better team, both offensively and defensively. They got too many weapons. And Providence has really skated on a lot of close wins this year. And even though they've, they've played well in the tournament so far, I think you know Kansas is really going to give them a run for their money. All right, next matchup, 9.39 p.m. CBS, also from Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, the East Region, other part of the Sweet 16 matchup. Uh, Number eight, North Carolina versus number four, UCLA. UCLA favored by two and a half. I've got the underdogs in this one, UNC, uh, with with the upset here. I do as well. They've been playing uh, really well as of late. They Started getting confidence after uh, knocking off Duke there in the last game of the regular season. And then even though they slipped up against Virginia Tech in the uh, ACC championship, I still think this UNC team is uh, doing really well as of late. And when it comes to Blue Bloods in the tournament, you got to trust them. So got the Tar Heels winning that game against UCLA, even though they're another blue blood. We already said Pac-12, I I never trust West Coast teams, and I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, this is a uh, very tough game. I think it could go either way. So for the sake of argument, I'll I'll throw UCLA uh, as my pick here. Um, Yes, North Carolina has been playing great basketball, uh, and and they were blowing out Baylor last game, and they have an underrated team, I think, as an eight seed, but I think the Bruins win this one. Um, better BPI on the year. Uh, they had a pretty solid win, I think, over St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's was an underrated team to an extent, and uh, UCLA was able to beat them, handle them pretty well. They made a run last year in the tournament. I think their run continues this year, and they're going to the lead eight. I'm going to pick Carolina in this one. I've picked against them twice now. I picked them to lose to Marquette in the first round, and then predicted that Baylor would beat them as well so I think I've learned my lesson to not pick against the Tar Heels uh their offense is amazing they've got so many talented shooters and scorers Brady Manick RJ Davis Armando Baycott just to name a few I mean they're they're just so talented their only issue of course is defense they they can score 95 points a game but they give up 94 you know so they're they can score a lot but they give up a lot of points too which is concerning against a really good UCLA team. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Carolina is going to find a way to pull it out in the end. All right, final matchup for the Sweet 16, 9.59 p.m. on Friday on TBS, also from Chicago. Uh, number 11, Iowa. Number 10, Miami. This game means uh, at least one double-digit seed will make the Elite Eight this weekend. That's the Midwest Regional. Uh, Miami favored by 2.5. I've got Miami in this one. I got Miami as well. They're a uh, 
better offensive team. Iowa State, you've seen a struggle here and there in the uh, Big 12. They lost to West Virginia one time, um, and we all know how West Virginia did this year. So, Miami. Yeah, I'm going to go with Miami as well. I think they've had the tougher run to this point. Uh, yes, Iowa State upset LSU, but a lot of people LSU, predicted that. Yeah, lost their head coach. So I think Miami's win over Auburn carries over with that momentum. They played really well against Duke in the ACC championship or ACC tournament. Um, so I like Miami. Yeah, I'm going with the Canes. Give me the Canes. They've, uh, you know, I, they've they've never made the Elite Eight before in their program history. So this would be a truly historic run for them. And this year, they've got the team to do it. They've got, um, as you mentioned, Colin, they've got a great offense. They've been playing really well as of late. They were really able to pull away late against Auburn and take what was kind of a, a close competitive game, for, for the most part, into a blowout by the end. So the Canes are the hotter team right now. I think their offense looks better, so I'm going to pick them. All right. Now we'll go to the hypothetical Elite Eight, our Elite Eight matchups. Um Gonzaga, Texas Tech, there one versus three. I've got Gonzaga. Who you guys got? Yeah, I got Gonzaga to the final four. I have Gonzaga, Duke, and I'm going with Duke. Wait, wow. what? no, we're going our elite eight matchups. We're picking I our did. elite eight matchups, not to our final four. We'll do that next week. That's what I said. No, he Gonzaga, said he picks Duke, them and I have. Go to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All Gonzaga, right. Duke, and I have Duke winning. All right, I didn't so have Texas Tech. Your you guys. next one, which would be. Uh, get to say. I have Gonzaga, which would be either North Carolina, UCLA, or St. Peter's, Purdue. So I have my matchup is 8-3 North Carolina, Purdue, and I have North Carolina winning to go to the Final Four. Who do you guys got? I have the same. Heels. UCLA. You have UCLA winning the Elite Eight? Yeah. All right. All right. Then down to uh, one versus five. Arizona versus Houston, whoever you picked, uh, and then Michigan versus Villanova, whoever you picked. I have the one versus the two in Arizona versus Villanova, and I have Villanova winning and going to the Final Four. I have Houston, Villanova, Villanova going to the Final Four. I agree with Colin. Uh, I also agree. Villanova. Thank you, guys. All right. Now the I'm final matchup, one. number one, Kansas versus number 10, Miami. Uh I am so torn on this, and just for the sake of upsets, Why? I am going number 10 Miami yes. defeating Kansas. Yes, Spencer. Yes. So my final four would be Gonzaga yes. versus UNC, and then Villanova versus Miami. Spencer loves those double-digit ACC teams, and it ends for the Hurricanes in the Elite Eight. She give me Kansas. Threw out Virginia Tech. Yeah, give me Kansas. Did yeah, you pick? Give, give me Kansas. I'd said that Kansas is my national champion. Give me the Canes, so baby. I'm going to ride them all the way to the Final Four. Give me the Canes. Well, they're not riding to the Final Four. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we'll talk about our Final Four matchups next week uh, when we actually have real Final Four matchups. We'll kind of talk about how what we've picked to see how it actually is. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll give you a real quick preview of the Wizards. Just kind of talk about them as they have a game tonight. Uh, that's next after this two-minute break. School bus driver in a traffic jam. 
Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Whether you're heading to a high school, college, or professional football game, Johnny's has all your tailgating go-tos. Delicious wings, meatballs, shrimp, burgers, and dogs. Plus, Johnny's has everything you need to serve it all up. Party trays, utensils, plates, cups, and more. Stop by either of our two great locations, 1456 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg and Route 11 South in Chambersburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All right, welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV 10. Comcast Channel 10, Berkeley, Jefferson Counties, as well as the TV 10 Facebook page streaming live here. Uh, team, we air a, a good amount of their games on our station is the Washington Wizards, and they've kind of their season's kind of gotten away from them at this point. Uh, they are three or four games now out of the play-in, five. five games now out of the play-in tournament, and they only have, probably, I think, about 10 to 12 games left, if that, uh, if that. 11. Okay, 10 to 12, right in the middle. Uh, tonight, they're back in action. They're in Milwaukee visiting the Bucks. The Bucks are 45 and 27, 25 and 12 at home. Uh, the Wizards, 30 and 41 overall, 12 and 23 on the road. That's an 8 p.m. start. Uh, Milwaukee favored by 12 in this one. Wizards, a hard time to get back on, on, the, on the horse here against the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, the Wizards season is all but over, and, and I think that's good uh we get into the off season a little bit um i think washington has the potential to make some moves and potentially get this team back on track they've had some bright spots with kuzma and porzingis has been playing well for them uh but again you know milwaukee they're probably gonna lose tonight and then they gotta play the warriors on sunday they do have the pistons on friday but again they lost to houston the other night houston's the worst team in the nba so it doesn't get any easier here from Milwaukee. And, uh, yeah, not really much to talk about with the Wizards right now, except that they're in action, they're probably going to lose, and um, their season continues. <laughs> That's all I really got on them. 
I don't know. As a Celtics fan, I need the Wizards to uh, play spoiler because Milwaukee's right above Boston uh, in the standing. So I'm hoping for the Wizards to uh, get a win tonight and play spoiler. I, I like the young talent, but realistically, the uh, Bucks with you know Giannis, better team, and it'll be tough. But crazier things have happened. All right. Well, there's it. Crazier things have happened. It'll be tough, but the Wizards are uh they're trying to get back in the win column tonight probably won't happen but that'll do for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by Orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living and his family owned and operated right here in martinsburg at 360 half plus when we go to orsini's.com for more uh we'll wrap the show up next after this two minute break you're tuned to the sports mix This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 24th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport hanging out with you today as we wrap things up on this edition of the show. Uh... Lot, we kind of missed this. We've had a lot of other stuff to talk about locally here in the last week or two, but 
a lot of moves being made in the broadcasting industry over the last few weeks. A lot of them just recently becoming official. Uh, that being, I believe, yesterday, uh, Al Michaels, ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet, to call NFL's Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet also will stick with ESPN. He will remain the, the network's lead college football analyst and do NFL games for Amazon Prime. Uh, they also signed him to a multi-year extension, so he's staying there. Uh, but Amazon will pay $1 billion a season to carry at the games for 11 years. Prime Video's first regular season game is set for September 15th. Uh, the NFL is going to announce its schedule in May. Uh, but obviously that changes a few things. ESPN announced last week that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will call Monday Night Football after being Fox's number one team since 2002. Uh, with Michaels leaving NBC, not sticking on for Sunday Night Football, Mike Tirico will join Chris Collinsworth. That was expected to eventually happen. That's why Mike Tirico left ESPN for NBC so he could take over eventually. That takeover is this year or for this upcoming season. Uh, a lot of moving parts. Fox still hasn't officially announced the number one position uh, or the number one broadcasting role at at Fox there, uh, which has the World Series, which was you know Joe Buck for a number of years. Uh, if one had to take a guess, I would say it would be Kevin Burkhart. He's anchored the uh, the pregame coverage there for the World Series, so I think he could also get the lead analyst there or the lead play by play with lead analyst being Greg Olson. That's just a prediction. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I've been a pretty big Kevin Burkhardt guy. I think he could have got some opportunities to move on, maybe at ESPN if they were when they were struggling to find a Monday Night Football guy. I always thought Burkhardt made sense uh, to fill in, but now they go with Joe Buck and Aikman, and I think that is kind of an upgrade over what they had before. I know a lot of people don't love Joe Buck, but I, I think he's okay, and I think him and Aikman have decent chemistry, and you know it. it, it his two big names in the broadcasting industry. I think this Amazon Thursday night team is uh, interesting. Kirk Herbstreit calling NFL games. First of all, he wasn't, he never played a down in the NFL. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, he was a good college or decent college player in a wishbone offense. He did call NFL games for ESPN when they did the dual Monday night football games yeah. last year. Yeah. I'm not two a huge fan ago, of But that. it was just the one combination. Game. Yeah. But Al Michaels is probably the greatest broadcaster of all time, so that brings some credibility to Thursday Night Football. I don't know if I'd go. And they that needed far. to make a big splash. I would, I would put him in there. They needed Stolly. to make a big splash to as they start their journey. He obviously won't. I don't think he sticks around for all of that uh, Amazon Prime contract of the Thursday Night Football. I'm not sure what his Amazon contract looks like, but you know he's getting up there in age, and we kind of knew when NBC hired Mike Tirico that the eventual thing would be that Al Michaels retires here in the next five years. But now Mike Tirico will take over. Uh, one interesting side of this is that means the three-team the three uh, team crew there calling games for ESPN's Monday Night Football automatically out there between Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, who just accepted the position with the 49ers, and uh, what's the other guy? Which Lewis, I, Riddick. Lewis, Lewis Riddick. Riddick, who has been interviewing to be a GM. I liked Riddick in the in the booth. I like that. I liked team. Levy as well. I yeah, didn't really definitely. like Brian Greasy. He was kind of dry, uh, but that's an interesting thing to look. I'm at. I'm interested to see what Fox does too, because you already mentioned they have the World Series. They also sure they have, have the two of the next three Super Bowls. Yeah. And also, one more thing to mention too: 
With NBC, not only is Mike Tirico moving into the top play-by-play role, Michelle Tafoya retired from the sidelines, so who are they going to put there? Maria Taylor, perhaps? Or they're going to bring up Kristen Tappan, who was doing Notre Dame games with Mike Tirico uh, and Chris Collinsworth's son. But now who does who becomes Notre Dame? Or excuse me, Drew Brees did Notre Dame. I take that back. Who, who becomes... The uh, the new play by play for Notre Dame. That's oh. something interesting. Do they hire somebody? Fox is that want Gus? Is that Collinsworth? Collinsworth's son? Is, is, do you team him? It's play by play guy. I don't know. A lot of moving parts still happening, but a lot of big moves. I still don't to talk about on the show. Jack Collinsworth has a job because he's a son <laughs> I mean, of a broadcaster. Lie, All right, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern Avery Newport, Colin, Nick. I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at twelve oh eight.